0: there, and welcome to uh, an unusual episode of Conan O'Brien uh, Needs a Friend. This uh, episode is being done very spur of the moment, and it's uh, happening because, as everybody knows now, uh, Norm MacDonald died uh, two days ago. And... Uh, I got the news um, like everyone else, just absolutely stunned, had no idea that Norm had not only been very ill, but been very ill for a very long time. None of us had uh, any idea. And um, there's been this seismic reaction, uh, which is appropriate, completely appropriate uh, in the comedy world. and a lot's been said about Norm, and I just had this very strong feeling yesterday that I needed to talk to people about it, and um, and talk to people who, like me, experience Norm in the moment, and and really try and understand what it was about this man, this inc- uh, this very improbable, uh, unusual <laughs> man. What. What made him so different? And I maintain that, you know, we are accustomed sadly to losing funny, talented people all the time and we grow accustomed to it. I think Norm's impact is only gonna grow. And I think his um, significance in comedy is only going to expand uh, over time uh, because he was, uh, such such uh an incredible talent and trying to describe what made norm different is so difficult and i think so far when i've i think i've read everything that's out there and i'm i'm hearing you know to be fair people were all taken by surprise you're just hearing he was an original and there was no one like norm and I keep thinking, no, no one's getting to it. And I, I just wanted to take a stab uh, today um, to try and understand um, what exactly it was about this guy that was so, so brilliantly um, unusual and is, it, and is going to be so lasting and his work is so important. So what I've done is I've asked two people who were sort of in the uh engine room with me when uh, over the years uh Norm made his appearances on the show uh I'm sitting with Andy Richter, who uh was right there yes for me. I was there you were there <laughs> you were there for it, so you I wanted you here because you are um a really astute observer of comedic style and you were right there for all of these uh, amazing appearances that Norm made on our show. And I also asked uh, my longtime friend and longtime producer, uh, since really the beginning in 1993, uh, Frank Smiley to be here. Hey Frank. Hello. And um, Frank, uh, Frank produced every single one of Norm's segments. And so if anyone can help me understand what it was about this guy, I thought it would be Frank. So I got Frank Smiley here, I got Andy Richter here, and we're just going to talk about the norm of it all. Yeah. Uh here and
1: <laughs> Well, Frank got to talk to him. You know,
0: he'd come on I think and I think a lot of
1: a lot of what you're seeing like commemorating Norm was clips from our show. Yeah. Um which we were blessed to have those But for every one of those segments, Frank talked to him for an hour. You and I got him for eight minutes or whatever, you know. So Frank probably doesn't.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I wanted to um, uh, before I even begin. I I want to give a quick shout out to two people uh, who, in my opinion, are the unsung heroes of the Norm Macdonald story. Two people that that uh, meant a lot to Norm. And we're really there for him at, in pivotal moments. Uh, you know, one is uh, Jim Downey, who, uh, uh, you know, for my for my money, the best pound for pound, the best comedy mind that I've ever encountered. Uh, head writer at Sound Out Live for many years, wrote for David Letterman, uh, just an absolutely brilliant man. I worked uh, for him at Sound Out Live, and he was the one that really worked with Norman Update. And for that just in, incredibly classic period of uh, weekend Update at it live. So uh, a shout out to Jim Downey, uh, and I'm thinking about him because uh, Norm so loved him and admired him. And, and a shout out to a very special person, Lori Jo uh, Hoekstra, who um, was Norm's you know, right-hand uh, partner in crime. Uh, and she... I did have a chance to speak to her since this all happened and she's just such a lovely person and I'm thinking of her because um, she she just did so much uh, for Norm over the years and Norm was so lucky to have her. So I just wanted to address those two people who I think uh, deserve our, our love and thoughts right now. Frank, do me a favor because I was trying to, I recall... The first time I encountered Norm was when he did stand-up on our late night show really early on. Do you remember how that happened? Yes, I do. It was uh, a month after we started,
2: it was October of 93. Mm -hmm. And a guest dropped out as it would happen back then.
0: Oh yeah, People people were, back in October of 93, we had been on the air a month. Um, believe it or not, it wasn't going well, ladies and gentlemen, no one, no one, no one thought we would last 28 minutes, let alone 28 years, but, uh, they were dropping like flies, but, but guests were dropping out at the last second constantly. And so someone dropped out and, and what'd you do? So I, I
2: had worked with Norm a year earlier on the Dennis Miller show, which didn't last very long, but he, you know, was the funny, anybody who had met him even for a minute knew he was the funniest guy in the world. Uh, Sorry, Conan. But you know he is just a force. Yeah. Dennis. And,
0: Dennis Miller. You're talking about now. You're not making it clear. You <laughs> 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 said he he worked on the Dennis Miller show. Well, I Who thought we it all was own? understood. I thought it was understood. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, I I were talking but about I was Dennis. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Dennis, but yeah. come on. Um, but Dennis is funny too. Hey, right? Hang is unbelievable. He's a so you knew that you knew him. So as I knew a writer. him, and I
2: knew he had just worked. Uh, he got a job as a writer on Saturday Night Live. So mm-hmm. in a pinch, I went. You know, I went up there. I thought he would do it, and I knew. You know, usually you work with the stand-up to hone a set. But with Norm, I didn't need to, I wasn't worried at all. I I knew that afternoon he would come on the air and kill. And he did. He annihilated and he did a bit about buying a dog, Mm -hmm. uh, which was so funny. Um, And that was the first time he did our show. And that was 28 years ago.
0: Right. Um, And then he he came on uh, many times after that. And I've been thinking about, what is it, what is it that made this guy so insanely different from everyone else? And, and I had this recollection that, Andy, you said something once, which was, and, and I always remembered it, it was after a, a Norm segment, and Norm had annihilated. He had done really well, as he always did. And you said to me, um, that guy doesn't care in a way that frightens me. And what you meant was uh, he, he had this seeming like, indifference about whether the crowd liked it or not. He was going to do what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And he was so ballsy that you found it kind of scary. And I knew exactly what you were talking about. It was always a high wire act. And one of the things I remember most about um, Norm, is I would start laughing the minute he came out uh, of the curtain. So I'd say, let's jump in Norm MacDonald and he would come out and he had this look in his eye, Mm -hmm. this glint in his eye, and I was laughing before he said anything. And I will attest, and you you will back me up on this. Both of you can back me up on this. I always wanted to be a uh, host who uh, helped um, help the guest as much yeah. as I could. It's and called host. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but 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 what I what I would do is you know sometimes I'd be hearing something that wasn't that funny, but I I learned you know how to be a generous laugher for yeah. people if it would help. Right. I have always said to people, if you want to really see me laugh, and this is long before Norm passed, if you really want to see what it looks like, yeah, when I am laughing, watch a Norm Macdonald segment because. Um, I have my hands on my belly, which I think might be my tell. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I put my hands on my stomach, and I, I would have my hands on my stomach sometimes, just as Norm is coming out around the curtain, and I see that crazy look in his eye, and that that insane grin that he had with those sort of like round apple cheeks. He was like yeah, a mischievous yeah. kid. He was yeah. a mischievous kid, and he was out to cause trouble. And he's coming around the bend and his, his eye would catch me and he'd always look a little surprised to see me, even though I had just introduced of him. Of course, and, <laughs> and you'd just seen him five minutes before. I had just seen him five minutes before, but oh my God, and, and, uh, and I think there was this, um, people get you know cynical about show business and, and rightfully they think, well, it's all set up or it's all been contrived. And sometimes it has been, but, but with that guy, when you look at any of these clips, you're watching us be just as stunned. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. the audience is cuz we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I think well
1: uh, one of the things to me like like Norm was so Canadian. Mm-hmm. Like he was like deeply deeply polite, mm-hmm. deeply deeply concerned with the person that he's talking to. An audience, not so much. But but a person that he's talking to. Cause even like the, the famous clip of like uh you know that and now and it's you know and it's arguably one of the biggest things circulating now about Lauren Erd Lauren, about uh, Norm is when he was on with Courtney Thorne Smith yeah, and was making fun of Carrot Top, but he wasn't making fun of Courtney Thorne Smith. Right. He was having fun with her, but he still was kind of taking care of her in a way and having fun with you. yeah. Um, So he, I think he had this like sort of, and I mean, I just, I showed, my sister texted me the day after he died and she said, do you remember I was at the show? I was maybe 18 years old and I was in your office. You weren't there. You were rehearsing or meeting or something. And Norm MacDonald walked in and I introduced myself and he sat down and talked to me for an hour and asked me questions about myself and, you know and 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 made me laugh a lot and she said nobody in your business has done that before or since right right and and that was that was one aspect of norm was like an incredibly kind considerate listener but then there's also this stripe of norm that is a destroyer <laughs> and it is not it's not a coincidence that when we talk about him yeah. it's a not he annihilated he killed he yeah. destroyed yeah yeah and what Nor- – Norm was drawn to touch points that you're not supposed to touch. Yep. And Norm would not only touch them, he would dry hump them. Yeah. You know, he would just <laughs> – and, and so in a talk show context, you have this guy for whom nothing is sacred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's a little bit – like you don't sense aggression from him except when you get to like hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. or something that's you know phoniness. Yeah. And he was also, you know, he was also too not afraid publicly or or in private or something to let people that he felt were not funny, who were being paid to be funny, let them know he didn't think they were funny.
0: Yeah. And that's because he had so much well, genius. He took it he took it I mean, yeah, he took it comedy very seriously yeah. and um and, and one of the things that speaks to you know, I I uh, was having a conversation with um, Jim Downey, uh, and and in the in the wake of Norm's death, and Jim Downey, and I was trying to get to the what is it that made Norm so different, and he reminded me. He said, you know, on Weekend Update, we would do um, there's a dress rehearsal which I know because yeah. i worked at CERNet Live. There's a dress rehearsal. And he said, the best way to test a joke on weekend update is at dress rehearsal. If it does well at dress rehearsal, it will do well on air. Uh, if it doesn't do well at dress rehearsal, it will bomb on air. That's, that's the best way to test it. And he said that Norm would do a joke at dress rehearsal that they both loved and it would get nothing. And when weekend update was over, Jim would say, um, yeah, it's too bad that joke didn't do well. And Norm would say like, yeah, I know, but we got to do it. So he would do jokes yeah. that he knew were going to get nothing. Yeah, If he thought the joke was worthwhile, he didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Now that is very uncommon. That is very- Well, he never pandered. He didn't pander at all. And that takes- um you know, that's what made me think about the line you said so many years ago, Andy, like it, it almost terrifies me, his fearlessness, because it was um, the thing he did so many times on our show, which I thought was absolutely outrageous, was um, he would launch into these long stories that you later, you quickly realized <laughs> were farmers daughter jokes, Uh (laughs) shaggy dog, shaggy dog stories. that just
1: absolute horseshit.
0: Absolute horseshit horseshit stories. And he would go on and on and on. And I'm so happy that um, the moth joke has been getting circulated so much from our tonight show because it is completely outrageous what he's doing. Uh, It is, um, you know, it's, it's the, (laughs) it's the tonight show. And he is telling this very long story and he's taking all the time in the world. And I love it just because even though I was there, I'm delighted every time I see it. Yeah. Every time I see it, I'm delighted with it because what he's doing is breaks every rule. You're not, you're not, brevity is the soul of wit. That is the rule. Keep it, you know, and, Man, he completely, like Picasso, blew up the form. He goes and he tells this joke forever and then finally gets to this punchline. And you can see that he's, everyone's delighted, uh, but he has broken every rule in the book. And I was asking, uh, I was talking to Laurie Joe. Uh, and I asked her if it's OK if I related this, and she said it was OK. But she said that not too long ago, um, someone asked Norm uh, about the moth story that he told on, on our Tonight Show, and that, that she said, what made, the guy wanted to know, what made you have the nerve to do that? And that he said that, you know, it was that Goddamn Frank Smiley? <laughs> he said, <laughs> I was only supposed to do one segment. And then suddenly in the commercial break, Frank came over and said like, you're doing another one. Because whenever I had Norm, I was greedy. I wanted more Norm. I always wanted more Norm. And so he didn't know that he was, that we were gonna ask him to do a second segment. He had nothing planned. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing planned. (laughs) And so as recently as like, not that long ago, I think this was a couple of months ago, he was telling somebody, Damn it. <laughs> that was Frank Smiley. Hey, get back out there.
2: Conan rocks more. So he heard that joke from Colin Quinn. Uh-huh. And he did the segment <laughs> and it was seven, he had seven minutes prepared. Yeah. And um <laughs> and so he basically um you say, you know, and then he's, done. he's and done you say we'll be right back with more norm. And he goes, I've got nothing to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then he uh, <laughs> he remembered the Colin joke and it was a twenty-second joke. So he asked you, how long is the segment? Uh-huh. And he was hoping you'd say 20 seconds. Right. But you said seven minutes. Yep, yep. So it became a seven minute job. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and he's and- doing that. This has to be understood. He's doing this on the fly. Yep. So his way to slow it down that he came up with on the fly is he invents- It's a checkoff. play. It's a checkoff play. With Russian names. With Russian names. And there's a sadness, an ineffable sadness in life yeah. weighing on the character's soul. and <laughs> And I'm thinking- You know, uh, who – I've never met anybody who would take that chance uh, and make that choice. And I'll never meet anybody like him again. He was the
2: ballsiest comedian in the history of comedians.
1: Uh, He he was taking that and he was saying like the joke doesn't matter. Like that – you know, he would – watching that, seeing that clip again – you're, you're getting to see his brain. Yeah. He's just showing you his brain. And the notion that this is, that the joke is the thing, the joke isn't the thing. No, it's the journey. It's taking yeah. a stroll through this guy's brain and yeah. hearing the choices that he makes and what he has to say. And, you know, and I think that that was like, kind of what, like there was so much of like, what he, you know, would say like, well, that doesn't matter, this matters, yeah. you know? And, and what mattered to him was his own self-expression? Was his own was spreading his own kind of genius and his own point of view? Like, I, there's a clip out. Uh, he did some roast, and I and I remember seeing it at the time. I can't remember who it was that he was roasting, but all his jokes are things. Bob Saget. Was it Bob yeah. Saget? Yeah. And
2: it was unbelievable. It was. Yeah. It,
1: but all the jokes were things like you know Bob often has a lot of things on. Or, you know Bob often has things on his mind. It's when he's wearing a hat. Like it was all these dad (laughs) jokes intentionally bombed. (laughs) bombed. Right. And then I, I didn't even know this, but I remember feeling like, okay, Norm. I mean, you know, these are funny and this is, and you're funny doing because you can't help but be funny, but this is, feels a little hostile, you know, like why are, why are you breaking from what this, you know, you were invited to a costume party and you came, you know, in a tuxedo, you know, whatever. He didn't play by the rules of the thing. Turns out, The producers told him, really go for it. Really get him. And Norm was like, ah, yeah, you're going to tell me what to do. Uh, Here, I'll do this. I'll do the softest, lamest dad jokes I can come up with. Yeah. And and it was just a fuck you to the producers. It it was looked weird at the time. It was funny in a way, but it still was just like, it was Norm doing what the fuck he wanted to do. It
2: was still hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And Norm is it's like Norm couldn't
0: not be funny. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to talk about is his diction, his word choice. Um I've always uh he he spoke like someone from the 1920s. He would say he would talk about hobos. Yeah. And uh he would say as, you know, you know, my wife I have a battle axe. Yeah. You know, he he talked in this way that was from a different time. I'm just an old lump of coal. Yeah. And you thought, what is, where is this coming from? And it didn't feel contrived. It was, you know, and I don't know if it came from coming from this province in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> I, think it it, I think it does. I think it does. Because cause his, you know, people can make up that kind of language and use it. This really came from him. And he would make these choices. Like, I remember once he was talking about a dog, a Doberman. And he he kept calling it a Doberman. That's right. And you were like, why is he calling a Doberman a Doberman? He was doing it on purpose. He would do little things that would catch your ear.
2: And it's almost like poetry,
0: in a way.
2: The way he he would deliver and write his sets. Yeah,
0: he had a, a
1: real facility for the English language unbelievable really amazing construction it. it all
2: felt very spontaneous yeah. but, but but as uh, I spoke to Smigel Robert Smigel Robert
0: Smigel who was the original uh, head writer on uh, the late night show but more and
2: importantly Triumph the Insult
0: Comic <laughs> Dog yeah. he, he refers to himself as Triumph the Insult that's what it says on his when he, when he gets pulled over for speeding it says on his driver's license triumph. <laughs> insult comic dog comma triumph weight <laughs> eight inches
2: but he said uh he saw him perform somewhere and I he didn't, I don't know where, uh, but he said, um, uh, Norm went on a run and it was hilarious. And he went up to Norm and said, that was amazing. That, that run you went on in the moment. And he said, that wasn't in the moment. That was completely crap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every, yeah. every single word of it was, was written out.
0: I'll tell you something else too, which. He was a craftsman. Yeah, he was a craftsman. The other thing he did, which was um, completely fearless is if you look at that, him on the Espies. You know, that the, you've seen that footage of him on the ESPYs and, you know, people were so angry at the time mm-hmm. because he's going after these athletes. And there was this sense of like, you can't do this. And he took so much shit for that. And then you look at it now, that's what the ESPYs has become, you know? Mm-hmm. The ESPYs now is, is like a lot of people doing jokes about- he, A roast. A roast, yeah. yeah. but it, it became more that way He just did that first. And at the time, people were really upset. And at the time, um, you know, you feel like there's a lot of, in comedy, people getting applause for being brave in one way or another. But oftentimes, what they're doing, they know is gonna play well. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But when he's- But when he's doing it- Yeah. He was doing things that really were brave and he paid the price for it. Yeah. He took a lot of heat when uh, he went out. He took a lot of, I mean, it cost him his job at Saturday Not Live. Yeah. and He uh, was, the, one of his bosses was friends with a murderer.
1: And he and so Norm was going to do- alleged. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Norm was Norm. Norm was. This is gonna, a law.
0: This is a show that follows the rule of
1: law. <laughs> All right, alleged. You can just pl- <laughs> plug in alleged. Uh, we can edit that. I've seen no um, proof, Andy. Yeah, but he was so. And the word I get. I mean, I'm assuming that it came down. Hey, lay off the OJ stuff, because Norm would do at the time like five OJ jokes in a row, and to Norm's sensibility, something somebody, somebody saying. Hey, the big boss wants you to stop making jokes about that murderer. Yeah. Norm is like, no. Yeah. Like, if anything that you should not back off
0: of, it's making jokes about he, a murderer. You know well, what? That must have been
2: tough for you at that time.
0: Well, I remember, um, uh, and I have it somewhere, either I have it or Jeff Ross has it, but um, we, got a, we got the word came down you, you can't book Norm McDonald anymore. And it came from the top and from Don Ulmeyer. And, um, you know, Don Ulmeyer was the one that, you know, uh, Lorne suggested me for late night. He gave me the job. And so I had a lot of, you know, feelings of loyalty to Don Ulmeier, uh, because I, I wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for Don sticking with me. So I owe him that. So I wrote a letter to Don that said, you know i I got this directive you've hired me to do the best show I can do, and this is my best guest and so I need to do yeah what i I need to do my job, which is the best show i can do and um uh i got the I got the letter back and written in the margins was just something I don't remember the exact, but it was something like i'm um, you know I would expect. I expected better from you or something like that. It was, it was basically me being told. um, Do as you're told. Yeah. But, uh, or I'm really disappointed in your lack of loyalty or something. And I felt at the time, that's not, no, that's not a lack of loyalty. That is loyalty. I've got to, you know, so um, it was, uh, you know, I always greedily (laughs) wanted more norm. And, you know, I was upset, be, you know, this is in a purely selfish way, but the number one fan request, I think the, this podcast now is only three years old, the number one request for a guest by far ahead mm-hmm. of everyone, Norm MacDonald. Yeah. And we tried for a long time yeah. to get Norm to come on the podcast and couldn't get him to come on. And I, you know, started to get into my head about it and think, well, is something wrong? Is he upset with us? And it's only now that I'm realizing yeah. that he was ill. Um, it
1: was hard to book him on the show,
0: you know? It, like it, I,
1: it became Paula Davis has said that, you know, we try constantly and he just yeah. wasn't
2: doing anything.
0: Yeah. yeah we were all
2: scratching our heads. We, like, were all,
0: we were all wondering where he is. and And I know that fans- we're thinking, well, you know, where is he? And uh, we we were as confused as anybody. Yeah. And of course, now, sadly, you know, we know um, how much difficulty he was having, yeah, uh, and and how long and how very sick, he, how long he's been sick and how very sick he was. But, um, uh, yeah, I go back to again, like I'm 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 like a dog with a bone, trying to figure out. Um he's very, uh, you know, I'm just gonna tell Frank is new to this. So he keeps <laughs> shuffling papers right up against a the microphone. Uh, there you go. That's okay, Frank. He wants it to make Frank, sure people Frank, you can have it know. right here on the table. Yeah, sure. and then, He wants but, some
1: people to know we're reading from a script. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's got all these notes. Norm equals funny. Like that's not gonna, <laughs> that's not gonna help you. I remember, uh, you know, I, I gave this shout out to Jim Downey earlier. Jim Downey and, and, and Norm were such a good team because, they both have a very high bar for comedy and a really good ear. And I think Norm was the perfect vehicle for, for um, Jim's humor and vice versa. They were, just had a really copacetic relationship. But one of my favorite Norm jokes of all time was an OJ joke. And the picture comes up and it's that picture of uh, Johnny Cochran at the trial and OJ is seated next to him and Johnny Cochran's holding up the knit cap that was found at the scene. And uh, forgive my bad norm impression, but it was kind of like uh something along the lines of uh you know uh, rough uh difficult time today in the uh, o j Simpson trial uh Johnny cochran uh uh introduced the the uh, knit hat that was found at the uh, scene of the of the murders uh, and he held it aloft and showed the jury uh this the hat that had been found uh th- Things got off the rails a little bit when o j Simpson uh, interrupted him and said, hey, hey, careful with that. That's my lucky stabbing cap. <laughs> 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 and I remember that joke came through the TV and slapped me in the face. It was so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the whole, and of course, you know, Norm, what he would do is, uh, and I never saw him do He would tell the joke and then, he would stare you down yeah. through the television. Yeah. Like, try that on for size, <laughs> yeah. Something
1: know? no one else could get away
0: with. Yeah, and- You would look like such an asshole- yeah. if you If anybody else did but, that. But, you know, that's my, that's my lucky stabbing cap. Yeah. And then you can just see his eyes yeah. on fire and that grin and he's gonna hold it there and he knows he's gonna lose his job. Yeah. He's gonna lose his job over this funniest guy to ever be on that show in, you know, and he's going to lose his job. He, he, you know,
1: like I said, he had a very destructive streak. He publicly stated he lost his, his entire fortune twice Mm -hmm. gambling, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and so he would find things like this and it wasn't like to just destroy his own job, but it was like to destroy the hypocrisy of, you know, and, and you know, he also was really drawn to touchy subjects. Well, so it's like a brutal he murder. Yeah. He, uh, he uh, you got know.
2: pleasure in in being dangerous. Yeah. How many, Whether uh, it was how many anal joke rape
1: jokes did we hear? You know, how many, you know. Uh, including,
2: I must bring it up, yeah. the Swedish German. He, that became. Andy a, Richter, yeah. the
0: Swedish German. That became a thing. Yeah. And actually, Conan and I were talking about this I yesterday. Had for, I had forgotten about this. and And of course, um, you said that you, you sometimes see it online. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm like, okay, well, let's hear about that because uh, you know me, I'm in the nose cone of the rocket. <laughs> right, right. I'm at the top of the pyramid. Right, right. Ivory Tower. There's a lot of clouds underneath <laughs> your window. I'm up there counting my um. gold coins. I can't be concerned with what you're doing down in the moat.
1: No, people, I mean, every- uh, weekly, Someone will just an arbitrary, you know, arbitrarily just call me a Swedish German. And it was, it, Explain you know, how that, what that means. I know. Well, I mean, I, I know they're Norm fans because Norm would do, and Norm was also like kind of a traditionalist. So he did the, you know, talk to the talk show host, but then there's this guy over here, this one, let's make fun of him. Yeah, yeah. And. A lot of his jokes, he like I say, he was drawn to the things that you're not supposed to say. So a lot of his jokes were about being queer, yeah. gay porno, mm-hmm. this fellow over here, he enjoys the gay porno. Mm-hmm. And that became a thing with me. And at one point, he was talking about your ethnicity, you're Irish, I'm Scottish, what are you? And I said, i ah, Swedish-German. And he, for some reason, he was like, Really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, why would I make that up? But that then later became a euphemism for gay. Yeah. You know, the old prospector comes to town and wants a prostitute, but no, there's no prostitutes. There's just. Andy Richter the Swedish German it's outrageous because it's Norm it's yeah. outrageous because it's on a talk show yeah. and it's you but like, and it's me yeah. but like and I think that some people think that like I was somehow and well and somebody else a friend of mine pointed out there's nothing you can't do anything with that right like you, there's <laughs> nothing to do with that when, when Norm Macdonald says this fellow over, he, like any, you know and it would go to like Hey, Conan, have you met his wife? But then you <laughs> did say, at least I had my dignity. It says, you were raped. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to rape, you know? Yeah. yeah. And oh, I, my God. And yeah. I said, but I never was that crazy about that because I would think, you know, I'm sitting there and we're in a studio and we're laughing about it now. And it is like the point of that joke is this fellow's a queer. Yeah. And. And it's a very, very old fashioned retrograde joke that we just don't do anymore. Right. Right. And some jokes that we don't do anymore, we don't do them anymore because they shouldn't be done. Right. And we shouldn't have been doing them in the first place. So I was always thinking about the gay people that work on the Conan O'Brien show. How do I look them in the face after being there and hardy harring about the punchline being that I'm a gay fella? And. You know, and we're thinking about the people in my family who are gay, like if they're going to watch that, how are they going to think when the real bottom line, what's funny about that is that I was supposedly a homosexual and that I was, which to me, I always was like, it's like, it's like saying like this fellow over here, he's a, he doesn't want anybody to know it, but he's a secret Jew, his his kitchen's full of matzahs. You know, it's like you would go like, "What are you talking about? You know, what is well, that? My How is that funny?" Is, my kitchen's full. I know, of matzahs. but you're you're not a secret. But yeah. but you know what I mean. I just it always it made me uncomfortable. Not because I was afraid that people would think I was gay. Because if I was gay, everybody would know that I was gay. It made me uncomfortable because there were people out there in the audience who whom I love and care about who. Would be left thinking like, what's so terrible about me that I am a joke, that I'm a punchline, you know, that how I am and who I am is a punchline to a joke. But that was when when you're the kind of comic that Norm is and you are going after any uncomfortable subject and you're like, oh, let me get in there and, and, you know, roam around and really get my elbows. Right. Right. You know, it's you're going to. It's gonna, it's gonna be ugly sometimes. Yeah, and I- It's I, gonna be uncomfortable.
0: Yes, and I, I I remember he did, I mean, I think it was one of his later appearances on our show. Um, you know, he went after Oscar Pistorius, you know, who's- Yeah, the know, Blade Runner. Yeah, you know, convicted of, of, of murder. And he was the one who famously had, you know, uh, blades, uh, you know, he, he was born, uh, I guess, without legs and had blades yeah. instead. And- was this great uh, Olympic athlete, and he went after him, and, and his joke was something along the lines of, I have no problem with him as a murderer. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the murder. But the murder, it's you should use real, your r- real legs if you're gonna be, and it's an, ins- you think about it, everything about that joke is completely wrong, and especially in this era that we're yeah. in. Uh, it, you know, it, completely unacceptable, but, it was Norm, and Norm would dig into it with this. And and I'm look. I I know the guy to be extremely sensitive, yeah, and to be very kind, like
1: almost too sensitive in many ways. Yeah, yeah.
0: very and 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 yet he wasn't having any of if if this. Uh, well, you got to be careful here, you know, or you know that joke that could really hurt people's feelings. Yeah, that could. He. I think made some kind of deal with himself early on that across the board, he was not going to care yeah. um, about Nobody's going to tell me what to say. Yeah, no one's going to tell me what to say. And I think, um, you know.
2: His line was, one of the basic requirements of being a sprinter is you have to have legs. Right.
0: <laughs> Remember he had, a, he, had a, he had a joke I loved early on about um, kickboxing. It was like, Remember he said, kickboxing combines all the grace and finesse of boxing with kicking. (laughs) I just was like, he had this, uh, you know, the way he would just punch it and reduce it to its absolute, um, you know, most absurd, you know. Yeah, and you could picture like kicking, just what sounds lamer than a guy kicking (laughs) somebody? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even, I mean, there was a lot of like,
1: he luxuriated in his own normness and that's mm-hmm. like why there were all those long 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 jokes it was it was just him like there's, it's aggressive. It's an aggressive thing to waste that much TV time. Cause I think he's thinking, ah, TV time is precious. Now oh, let me show you. It's not that <laughs> precious. Look what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell a yeah, six but, minute joke about well, whatever. We went know. along
2: for every second of it. Yeah, I know, and I know. He, he made it, he made a long joke, a work of art.
0: Yeah, yeah. An a...
2: old joke that wasn't his. What, yes. What,
0: yes. Uh, you know, um, the, uh, damn it. He, he did this bit for us that he insisted on doing. Um, Sully Sullenberger? Yes. He did a bit where he, you know, he come out, he came out and he's like, yeah, Conan, I've uh, made a movie. And I'm like, oh really? You've made a movie. And, and yeah, I funded it myself. And I, of course I, I, and it's, and it was about Sully Sullenberger who landed. Sully
2: Sullenberger biography. The,
0: yeah. Biography about the yeah. pilot who landed the plane. And he, I've, I think maintained that he did this. He had this idea before Tom Hanks. So he's a little indignant. Well, it was
2: mm-hmm. actually, we showed it before Hanks ever made the movie. Oh, is that movie. true? Okay, yes. all right. It was yes. two thousand. It was right after Sully Sullenberger yep. heroically landed on the Hudson. And so yeah.
0: he yeah. shot this thing and he got to our show early. And of course it looks like shit because we just we just had a- It's fast, the yeah. ba- With the barest cockpit set. And yeah. uh, he insisted on using the woman who did his makeup. Deborah. Uh, Deborah uh, Pullman. He insisted on using her in the bit even though it's not even clear why he needed her in the bit. Uh, His wife, played his wife. Yeah, played his wife. And this... To this day, I don't know what that sketch is. Well, it was is. a dry bit. It was a very dry <laughs> it sketch. It was one of the driest okay, things I've so, ever seen. So
2: the idea is that uh, uh, Sully Sullenberger heroically landed on the Hudson like around that time. Yeah. He made this movie about Sully Sullenberger, but six months it's been in the can. So he was looking for an ending. Yeah. And this guy lands. So basically- So the, basically,
0: no, the joke is- The clip he, is, Yeah. He made a movie about Sully Sullenberger before- he, he landed, heroically yeah. landed the plane on the so. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so the clip is so, him
2: landing on the tarmac. That's successfully.
0: It. successfully. He successfully lands the plane and, and the, says,
2: "Thanks for flying American Airlines. Yes, have a good
0: day." So the so the joke is that imp- amazingly, a director <laughs> decides to make a movie about a random pilot Sully Sullenberger and makes it about a successful landing before the most dramatic landing in the history of aviation, and he showed this thing. I, don't, I think he had a fake mustache on. He, yes, and he did. but you, he's barely. And, and this is another thing I love about him: he, he didn't care at all about the craft of acting. No, I mean, yeah, and I'll watch. Uh, I mean, recently I watched uh, Dirty Work. Yeah. It was on TV. He would say, I- I'm not an
2: actor. Yeah. You know, he would always yeah. say that. Like, I-, I don't act,
0: I don't know. Uh, I'm know, not gonna, uh, what is that? I'm yeah. not an actor. Yeah. That's not what I do. So he had no interest in that. So even in the sketch, he's not even pretending to be in a sketch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's not. But he was great.
2: Yeah. It, you know, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, if you look at his SNL appearances, his uh, work on SNL, his Letterman was great. hmm Yep. Um, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds was great. Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. Oh, and he's, yeah. He's, he's being those those Bob, yeah, Bob Dole Dole. was great.
1: He's being those guys, but he's also never not being Norm. You know what I mean? Like, he's always Norm. It's always Norm doing that. Well, but that,
0: the Letterman
2: impression was
1: bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: That, that gets me to something that I think, you know, has to be understood about Norm is that he was always Norm. So there are people that I go and I see them in the dressing room before the show and chat with them a little bit. And they're kind of revving up to be the person they're going to be on the show. Norm was that guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, using, using those old weird euphemisms and using, using uh, you know that strange language and that cadence, that way of talking. Mm-hmm. And he was always that guy. And- and then after the show, you'd go to tell him that was really great. Oh yeah, and then it worked out, and You know, what do you think? I'm some kind of hobo? You know, you know, just like he's doing that mm-hmm. backstage beforehand, afterwards. I think in in every incarnation.
2: Now he said from the beginning of in '93 when he did stand up, he would call the TV the TV the TV. Who yeah. else do you know who says the TV?
0: Oh, I I know for I know who you're talking about. Bob Dylan. Because I got to meet Bob Dylan once and I was backstage with our guitarist, Jimmy Vivino at a Bob Dylan show. And suddenly I got literally like pushed into a room where there was some, you know, heavy hitting people in there. I did not consider myself, nor do I still one of those, but I got pushed in and I got kind of shoved to the front of this line and there's Bob Dylan. And he looked right at me and he went, ah, I know you from the TV. So, and I remembered that in my head, like he calls the television, the TV with the emphasis on T and then Norm all these years used to say, it's the TV.
2: Now, Norm is a giant Dylan fan. I didn't know that. Norm is Dylan fan. And sometimes in his material, I feel like there's.
1: I think that's just Minnesota and Canada. Bob Dylan's from Minnesota. Yep. So you're hearing a guy from Minnesota and you're hearing a guy from Canada and you're hearing just a North American, Northern, North American, the TV, you know, right. Cause that's, that Canadian guy also says like, I'm not a hobo, you know, I mean, those are all old crusty white manisms, you know, very
2: Canadian, very upper Northern, you know, U S. Well, here's an interesting fact. And, uh, I don't think anybody, I don't think it's been out there publicly, but Uh, Dylan was a fan of Norm's Uh and invited him to his house. Oh, wow. And Norm was at Dylan's Malibu house for like, two days. Wow. Wow. Slept there. Slept, slept there. Spent the night slept in. There. Wow. And, uh, you want coffee?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you want to watch yeah. on the TV? Who wants waffles? Know. What do you want to watch on the TV? <laughs> <laughs> Let's both watch yeah. the TV. Yeah. <laughs> finally, I found someone who, <laughs> finally, I found someone yeah. who says it right. Uh, you so want to play he,
2: volleyball? <laughs> but he, he, uh he told me about this and, and um, it was an interesting experience. But he never talked about it publicly, which shows you, first of all, what a thrill that must have been for this guy who grew right. up a Dylan fan. But uh, he, he never, he talked about almost everything. You know, ask Bob yeah. Uh he, he didn't keep much secret, but he never really talked about Dylan. And uh, it just shows you
0: how much he did. Right, he didn't it. trade off of it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, no. Any other comedian could have turned that into like a whole Gold. special, you know. <laughs> uh, but, um, Yeah. You dirty dog! He call people with that That you dirty dog. Yeah, like what? You know what is that? Who talks that way? It's, it's just yeah, a guy.
1: Yeah, an old a guy from camp. I, that's what I think. But from another ten- century. Yes, <laughs> there's that's, this tension. But of, he saw
2: the value in speaking like that for comedy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because it wasn't there, just the way he speaks. It was he used it.
1: Yes. But there was a tension in him of being that guy and being from that guy but I think also rejecting that guy and not really like he didn't stay in Canada, you know, he left Canada. And so he, I think he kind of had that, you know, play by the rules. Don't ruffle any feathers. Don't make the neighbors talk about you base. And then, and then became this guy that like (laughs) did not give a shit what the neighbors said about you. Right. You know? And I think that that tension in there is like, you know, like I said, the guy, he's a, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, of tearing down. You yeah. know, that's, that's kind of what he did. And it's, yeah. there's mm-hmm. a price to be paid for that. Yeah, well you know? that's, but you know, he's I, the
0: best at it. I have to say, I, I have, um, you know, I've had this gnawing regret uh, this last day and a half and it's reading all this praise for Norm, which again, I, I believe is completely justified yeah. and, and will endure, Um. And it's been a regret that um, he, had, he didn't get to experience this. You know, he took so much flack in his career. He took so much shit. Um, and yes, he knew that he had fans, but uh, I wish, you know, it's a common wish for people, but I wish he had been able to read the stuff that's being mm-hmm. written about him I wish he knew how beloved he is, and also um how uh in awe comedians are yeah of, of of what he did and what he meant and how um you know
1: how important he was to the people who are probably the most important people in the world to him, yeah you know,
0: and he uh you know i wish i wish he knew that and yeah. and and that's the one regret i i uh you know he kept he kept his illness a complete secret from everybody everybody and um, and that was his choice, and I respect that choice, but selfishly for me, I wish I had had the chance, and I, I wish a lot of us wish we had had the chance to go in and tell him, yeah, you were uh singular artist and you've really made a huge difference and you've, I mean, if nothing else, uh, I don't, I don't know of anybody that could make me laugh like that. Yeah. Anybody. Was, I, I, just,
2: I, me too. I don't think there's anybody that I've ever met that made me laugh. Yeah, I just, yeah. And, and
0: made me laugh with abandon. Yeah, like a, yeah. Like a child. I'm just, I would, I would lose control. Yeah. And it was, it was, uh, what he was doing was so, uh, was so insane and, you know, um, and,
2: well, he was effortlessly funny. He just, it, uh, almost everything he did was It's
1: all hilarious. about the brain. It's like he just had a brain unlike any other brain. And that's, you know, so much of what the people that you love, the comedians that you love, you're loving this brain, this unique brain that, 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 ta- that takes the input and the output is unlike any other output. But, you know,
0: the one thing I would say is it's the brain and the talent, but then – um, you know, I, I reserve my highest praise for people with standards, uh, Yeah, and, and that guy had rules. He had rules mm-hmm. about, um, there's, there's kinds of comedy that work and get you applause. Mm-hmm. And there's kind of, uh, kinds of comedy that, uh, are very risky and often don't work. And that's the stuff that he reveled in and was willing to go through, you know, go through the (laughs) experience of hearing no laughs just because he knew on some level he was right and would be redeemed in the end. Mm -hmm. And now people are looking at all these clips and they're looking at these clips of of him on the ESPYs going after these athletes and saying, this is absolutely hilarious. Yeah, yeah, You were
2: telling me, you texted me yesterday that you were watching, or two days ago, that you were watching yourself listening to Norm yeah. in the segments yeah. and laughing as though you'd for- never heard them.
0: Because I, you know, he was on so many times and I forgot some of these things and I remembered the moth, but I don't, it's not like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, yeah. And also I don't go back and I don't, Look at myself. I'm not. I'm. I, I'm not. Uh, that's not my idea of a good time. Is to go look at clips of myself. Um, I thought we were going to be honest in this. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to that. <laughs> look, come
2: on,
1: your be, phone. Look. Your phone is silently playing old clips of oh, you me doing this. Look at that
0: jawline. <laughs> <laughs> that hair is immaculate. Oh boy! Um, <laughs> wow, I really have Fran Drescher laughing hard <laughs> in '95. <laughs> <laughs> no, I um so I was looking, you know, like everyone else, people were sending me these clips yeah, yeah. and I was watching them and I was laughing as hard watching them now as I was in the studio and um you know, what a gift to uh it's just this nice gift that we'll keep giving. Yes, yeah. you know, when it's my time to go, someone can can uh, string together a couple of Norm MacDonald uh, appearances and uh, give me a really strong shot of morphine and I can watch those yeah, and just yeah. go out laughing. That would be nice.
1: I read something cause you know, I spent the day, whatever day that was, was it Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday. Uh, you know, looking at like so many of us did looking at clips and reading stuff. And I read an article that was, that's pretty recent. It was an interview with maybe Vulture, you know, New York magazine or something. But there was something in it that speaks very much to this, what you're saying, like it, it would have been nice if he could have heard all this stuff. Mm-hmm. He was talking about, the person was talking to him and there had been some kind of special stand up event that Chris Rock was did and Dave Chappelle did. Mm-hmm. And those guys at the time had not, you know, they hadn't been in circulation very much and Norm had decided not to do it. And I may be getting it a little wrong, but he, he said, well, you know, I would have done it and I would have gone out there and I would have destroyed, but nobody would have given a shit. Like no one would have talked about me destroying out there,
2: hmm.
1: which is probably true. Like in terms of like, if you saw an article about that particular event, they probably would have been, and Norm Macdonald was there, you yeah, know? Yeah. And and it's just so, it like I say, it broke my heart that he was opting out of things mm-hmm. because he felt that. It was like, there w- there wasn't just the joy in doing it. It was like, what's it gonna matter? Like there was right. just this kind of, and who knows
0: well, also, what was
1: playing into that, you know, kind of attitude. But I, 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 I wish he could have heard all this stuff too. I
0: did say, I said to, um, I said to Lori Jo uh, today, I said, on the flip side, cause I brought this up and they said, on the flip side, if Norm, if in a magical world, Norm had been presented with all of this incredible praise, he would have found a way to deflect it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Probably would have made
1: it. his skin crawl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so,
0: um, and so, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't have. This, this, this might have been the way he wanted it. You know, but uh, you know, I, I wanted to have this. This is this is the most selfish episode I've ever done of this uh, podcast, which is a pretty selfish. My podcast is very selfish in that. I really do just talk to people I really want to talk to and I have a lot of fun and then um, they shove some mattress commercials into it and throw it out there. And I, um, and I love doing it. I really love doing it. But this was just sort of my attempt on the fly to say I've got to talk about Norm with people who really knew Norm um, uh, or were there with me when I experienced the norm of it all, and try and understand what it was, uh, and I think we've we've said a lot, but I'm you know, but well, I, but, I, but I but I I still feel like, you know.
2: Well, I I also went down that rabbit hole of watching clips, and mm-hmm. there's uh, so many amazing moments that are favorites of people, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have favorites, but this is I found one that was crazy. I forgot about. Which was a long joke about a drunk who was playing darts with Norm. Mm-hmm. And Norm said, if he got a bullseye, he'd give him a prize. And the drunk got a bullseye. So Norm gave him a turtle and a shoebox that he was going to give to his nephew. Mm-hmm. And the drunk and Norm are playing darts a week later. And the drunk gets another bullseye and wants another prize. And Norm said, uh, wh- What did you win last time? And he says, I want a roast beef on a hard
0: roll. <laughs> <laughs> I want a roast <laughs> roast beef on a hard roll. Yeah, I could see, you know, it's so funny because-
2: That was about tw- five times as long as I just told yeah, 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 no, no, you, gave, you. Yeah, gave, yeah, yeah, no, no, you gave, you gave, no.
0: He'd go into all that. Now I say to this fella, yeah, yeah. I say to him, yeah. uh, you look like an interesting kind of man. Uh, you look like a man who's been around and seen some right. things. Uh, what if you and I were to maybe throw a few darts around? <laughs> First would he you? throws a three. Yeah. what I says, and four. I says, I says, him. <laughs> I says. And I says to him, and I says, uh, and I say to him, and I say, uh, you seem like a man who might use a, <laughs> you know, just, uh, I love when he would come out, I would start laughing at, but what's up, Norm? Well, Conan, I uh, got, myself a, got myself a farm. <laughs> and i think, no, you fucking yeah, didn't. Yeah, yeah. You know, but- Everyone in the world is trying to figure out what's a funny story I can tell. And he would have the, I've got a farm, you see, and I live there with my uh, my three daughters. <laughs> <laughs> one, uh, one, of course, very beautiful, uh, one uh, less so, and of course, one very uh, unfortunate. Uh, one day, a, a salesman <laughs> comes on down the road, he does, and I'm thinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm laughing at, I'm laughing when I just say, what are you up to? And he says, well, I uh, got myself a farm. Yeah. I'm gone. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you didn't. Let me tell it. you an 80-year-old Let joke. Let me tell you a joke that Lincoln told. Yeah. And then you will
2: bring up some character. Jacques, <laughs> did you do, know, you know, some crazy made up character.
0: But, you know, character. I do know that um, I, I really like, because uh, on one of the episodes, it's really funny. We're loving it, and he finishes the story, and it ends with this terrible pun, um, the the por the, the porpoise pun. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm still. It, it's about. It's this long story that ends with a pun. Instead of I'm, I'm serving a a useful purpose, he says I'm serving a youthful porpoise, <laughs> and he, it's this long joke that gets to the, just that pun, and I'm loving it. We're both loving it, but also we can't believe this is where the story has gone, yeah. is, to, is to this pun. So he springs the trap and the crowd starts to applaud and I start to tell the crowd, no, you can't applaud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What he's just done right yeah. now is criminal. He's taking he can, time
1: from all of us. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he, he is
0: criminal. He can't be allowed to get away with this. And then Andy, you say, what you just did, Norm, <laughs> is you, in, you, you, you stopped us on the street Took us for a two mile walk <laughs> in the woods to show us a turd. <laughs> and, and Norm is laughing so hard. I think he gets down on his knees and is like clapping. And I realized that the ultimate joy of this man to me is he is a mischievous kid yeah. mm-hmm. at heart. Mm-hmm. There's all this intellect and there's all of this integrity and there's all the things that we've talked about, word choice. Um, and his way of being able to, and I do, I do believe like a modernist you know, p- painter, completely blow up the form and take it inside out. Yeah. I think th- all those things are true, but at the core, there is a mischievous child yeah. who knows that he's gonna sit in the update desk at SNL and he's gonna stare right in the camera and tell a joke that he knows for a fact is gonna get nothing yeah. and <laughs> will enrage the president of NBC, yeah, yeah, and cost him his job, and he is like a kid in a candy store. And to me, that's—I mean, God bless. He's yeah. a lot
2: of fun
1: to watch. Yeah. He, and I think he also really enjoyed being around other comedians. Like that's where he seemed yeah. to really come a lot. I mean, he was a stand-up, but he also really liked being on in a in a in a you know a situation with other comedians. And I've had people say to me. Like, did it bother you? Because he, you know, I, like I said, he would, I would be the butt of the joke right. sometime. and I would say, like, no, that's that's him. That's like practically like him showing love to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he would not insult me if he thought that I, you know, was somehow. Well, inferior. it's like being insulted
2: by Rickles. Yeah, yeah.
1: it's and, like he he yeah. I'm he's inviting me to play when but he's I, making uh, fun of. me. I it, also you know?
0: think he was, you know, what what we did. When when you when we debuted our show, we went back to this idea, which was like the Ed McMahon. Yeah, but we t- wanted to turn it on its head. Which is, no, you're not there to be the butt of the joke. You are this incredibly funny guy who's got free reign to do whatever you want. He's playing with the old form. Yeah, which is, ah, Conan, you're the host. Here. What's up with this guy yeah, yeah, over yeah. here? <laughs> and <Yeah>. um and. <laughs> And he's doing it because he loved all those old contrivances, he yeah. yeah, yeah. just loved them right
2: well, you know the other thing you know you were talking about your about how nice he was to your sister, and it showed that side that engaged yeah mm-hmm. he was engaging, but you know, uh I got to see well, first of all, he was emotional, mm-hmm. and we saw that on Letterman, yeah, um, yeah, when he was the last stand up, but he when he brought his son to the show uh dylan mm-hmm. he you could see the love. And even throughout the 28 years that we worked together, I mean, anytime his son was brought up, and I think it's on the show, you could see how much he loved them. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, and I remember when he brought Dylan to The Tonight Show and mm-hmm. uh, he, we put him in a, in a bit mm-hmm. and it was great. It was uh, a parody of the show, John and Kate Plus Eight. Mm-hmm. It was called um, Norm Plus One. And it was just Norm and Dylan watching TV and being like, don't you have to go to school today or something? And just you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. And uh, so it was kind of you know just that, but you could see how happy he was to do do being a bit with his son and being around him. Yeah, uh, you know, there was that that side. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, I think that uh, he will be. You know, I, I do think um, that. You know, the more I think about it, the more I think um he is going to be, I think, as important or more important in five years from now than even at this moment. Yeah. I just think he's gotta have because especially, especially uh he's so different from anything else in the comedy world and and also he so was out of time and out of sync with a lot of the cultural mores now and the way yeah. that and and it's almost like he showed up in a time machine or came through a portal and just arrived here and you know refused to play ball mm-hmm. and uh and and it was it really is art it really is fascinating to see someone pull that off and and i was just left with this feeling of Oh, Jesus, no more of that yeah no no more uh no more norm uh and and it's a very selfish feeling like yeah no i i I can't believe there's not going to be more that's unbelievable to me it's strange, yeah um but he's
2: he's a gift because yeah. you can go on YouTube and laugh. For, for, there's so much out there uh, that is so entertaining. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And it's endless.
0: Well, that's the... And, that and is, it's all great. That is the gift now of this world we live in. People always talk about, well, all the problems with the internet and how much grief it's brought us. And I think, yeah, it's equally good. It's equal parts good and bad, I'm sure. But man, to have, you know, this access to norm at all times... Whenever you and and the fact that his work is just going to be bouncing around the internet forever, yeah, and uh you know gives me a lot of a lot of joy. So and you get
1: to see all the different things you get to because right. I you know I was thinking it, when a lot of the you know a lot of the clips that went around on Wednesday and that were going around yesterday are him on talk shows mm-hmm. and that was just such like one small part of what he did. Yeah, and I think probably. More people know him from talk show appearances than people that have, you know, watched his stand-up specials and things. Right. It's just, it's, you know, that's, it's more widespread in the popular culture. But now people are going to get to see those things. And hopefully, yeah. you know, they'll put some more of the, you know, some more of the Weekend Update stuff that he did out. Yeah.
0: Well, that's all been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> There was a uh, big fire. <laughs> Mysterious yeah, fire. <laughs> the clip warehouse. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, I'm really appreciate you guys uh, coming in. I, I called both of you yesterday and said, I've got this weird idea, but you know it would just help me uh, to sit and talk about Norm. And um, this was helpful. And... Uh, felt like a therapy session. So, um, I think he, we'll be bringing him up again, that's for sure. And there'll be plenty of people parsing the norm of it all, uh, in the coming weeks, months, years, but, um, it was uh good to just sit here and, uh, talk him about it, talk about him a bit, you know? Uh, so, I'm just
2: grateful I got to know him a little bit.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I don't know why this just occurred to me. I I just suddenly had a flash memory. It's such a disorganized show, but this is just what's happening. But I keep having these moments, moments at NBC and I. Uh, it, Norm was gonna do the show. And I heard that he was in the makeup room, that little makeup room. So I went in to say hi and I thought he was getting his makeup on. No, he was sitting in a makeup chair, but he already had his makeup on. And he was watching a college basketball game and it was the very end of the college basketball game and the game ends and he was like, damn it. <laughs> and, he, and I was saying, Norm, what's, what's wrong? And he's like, I just lost a lot of, <laughs> he lost, he was like, I just lost a shit ton of money on that game. And he was in such a bad mood and I was like, are you gonna be okay for the show? And he's like, uh, eh. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> <Remember> thinking, <laughs> well, what good is this? Yeah, kid, yeah. But then, of course, he killed. He was killed. He yeah. killed, and he was hilarious. But not what you. You don't want to see your comedian right. lose his his right. house. Yeah, yeah. On a, huh, on, a huh. on a on a basketball game in the makeup room yeah. seconds before you do the show. But, um, yeah, that was also Norm. Many many sides, very complex, and uh, I'm going to wrap this up. But. Norm, uh, we are thinking of you um, and, you know, we'll, uh, we will see you on the next astral plane where you will probably waste my time with a 45-minute pointless <laughs> knock-knock joke. And
1: he'll be in trouble with the manager. And you'll be in trouble with, with God. God <laughs> yeah, will yeah. be mad at you.
0: <laughs> right, God's got us. Uh, what's up? God's yeah. ass all of a sudden. <laughs> And what's with his kid? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, I get it, you're God. Okay, oh, okay. you're God. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, all right, all you're right. God. All right, I guess we'll play it that way then, huh? Well, anyway, I didn't know they let hobos in heaven.
2: <laughs>
0: um, all right, thank you for listening.